Hey everyone, welcome to the roadmap Benzinga's NFT show. We've got a great show for you today. We welcome back to the program the one and only Solana legend. We're going to be talking about upcoming Solana mints and all things soul today. We'll also get into news and headlines at the end of the show. It's going to be a great one, so stay tuned. This is the roadmap. NFT show. We've got oh, I'm muted. Let's try that again, everyone. Welcome to the roadmap, Benzinga's NFT show. We've got a great one for you. As I said, the one and only Solana legend joining us. And you don't want to miss out. Stay tuned. I believe we may even have some whitelist giveaways coming up on today's episode. I want to give a shout out to today's show sponsor the one and only FTX, which is one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world in terms of trading volumes and daily users. The FTX app is used by over 6 million people to buy crypto and NFTs. No transaction or withdrawal fees. You can use your phone or your computer. And the FTX NFT trading platform offers both Ethereum and Solana blockchain NFTs with no gas fees. You can find out more and download that FTX app by using the link in the description below and also pinned to the chat if you are watching us live. Big shout out to all our live viewers right now on YouTube and also a shout out to everyone listening in on the podcast and watching this on replay. Um, let me go ahead and bring on my co-host, Benzinga's own Brian Moore. Brian, what's going on, buddy? Hola. <clears throat> Doing good. I'm trying to get my camera to quit fidgeting around. But besides Maybe that, it's just you good. fidgeting around and it's yeah, not that's, the camera. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> we'll, we'll blame it on that. So, right. Brian, we've got an exciting show today. Uh, you know, I, I'm so happy to welcome back to the stream today the one and only Solana legend, we had him on a couple weeks ago, and I mean, Brian, this was one of our most watched episodes. We also re-aired it again because it was so good, and that re-aired episode even got more views than some of our normal episodes. So with that being said, I think people really like Legend, and they also really want to hear more about Solana NFTs, which is why I'm so excited about today's episode. What about you, Brian? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm pumped for. It. I'm getting more and more uh not just bullish but excited about Solana. Yeah. We talked about it yesterday and even uh yesterday during the show I I bought a uh .sol um domain. So I I'm, I'm all about it. I talked about it before this one even started. I I want to be a piece of this pie, get part of this apple, you know? Excited. Definitely. All right. Well, I want to shout out. I just dropped in the chat. Say hi to everyone. If you are watching us live, say hi back. Let us know that you're here. You're ready to watch this interview. I also want to shout out the fact that Solana Legend just hit 90,000 followers on Twitter. If you do not follow Solana Legend yet, I'm going to go ahead and drop that in the chat to make sure to check him out. And without further ado, I think it's time to bring on Legend. So welcome back to the roadmap, Solana Legend. How are you welcome. doing today? Doing great, guys. Thanks so much for having me back. And uh, really excited to be on the show. We're back like we never left. That's right. <laughs> That's Always. right. Uh, just like last time. You know, Legend, I, I do have to say that, you know, we may have some viewers uh, tuning in today that maybe didn't catch that first interview with you. And I would, of course, encourage them to go back and watch that after today's episode. But just in case anyone didn't catch that last interview, uh, Legend, can you just give us a brief overview uh, history in the NFT space for yourself? Yeah, definitely. So um, my NFT story started 
you know, just recently, I'd say in terms of actually like buying and selling NFTs. But I've always been interested in crypto. I have been following Bitcoin since 2015, mostly on the sidelines because I was broke. But when I was in high school, I had a Bitcoin. Right, that happens to the best of us, right? It's like tell you, you, you want to participate, but you got no money. It's like, damn. You have well, that so on them for that. But yeah, we like in, in, in high school, me and my buddies bought a Bitcoin miner. We plugged it into the school's uh, plug. So we used their electricity for free and uh, started mining Bitcoin. It was an ant miner and we were selling it as we went. So we played ourselves in the most epic way possible there. But uh, yeah, skip forward a few years. I got into Ethereum. I was really fascinated by the kind of smart contract, kind of fully programmable Turing complete um, code that you could write on it. And that for me was like a quantum leap in terms of like, okay, this isn't just, uh, you know, a network that can validate transactions. This is something you can build on. You can have decentralized apps on top of this layer and it can increase the value of the network massively. So skip forward a bit further. I, you know, was a big holder of soul. I bought in around 20 bucks. My buddy from college put me on. He works for a VC that was a seed investor in Solana at four cents a coin. So pretty good cost basis there. Um, but, you know, basically started holding a bunch of soul. All my savings were in it. I was basically all in on the network. But then I discovered Solana NFTs. And that was like, man, down the rabbit hole. Alice in Wonderland took the red pill, the whole nine yards. Uh, put my life savings into soul NFTs, starting with SMBs, which was my first ever NFT, minted about 20 of those, bought another 10 on secondary, still have all 30 of them, you know, went down the line, minted a ton of blue chips and just started tweeting, right? So the day of the mint, August 3rd, I, you know, minted a bunch of SMBs, made a Twitter that same afternoon. And then, you know, just started tweeting takes on Solana. Like I'm known for like, obviously like giga bullish tweets on Solana, like why I think it's underrated you know, trying to kind of show people the way, be a good evangelist in that sense. But, you know, just NFT ecosystem updates and news more broadly. And and I've just hit 90,000 followers. And I was featured in the New York Times this morning. So congrats on both. Damn. Yeah, mm. I did see the, the New York box. Times piece. And, and that was kind of cool because I believe it talked about um, anonymous people in the NFT space, which is always a, a fun debate that we see from time to time. Uh oh, of uh, you know, he we're good. You're on the roadmap. Um, so connection issues. You know, I lost my internet last night and it was working fine all day today. And then once you know it, we start the show up and, and now it's going to lag. So apologies out there to, to anyone that's seeing that. Uh, legend, thanks so much for followers in a time uh drop. You know, it's <laughs> even the internet's uh can't even believe it. That's right. And legend, you know, thanks so much for, for sharing that overview. Um, you know, we also talked to you last time you were on about your uh, joining the FTX team. So while you're on here, you know, of course, FTX sponsoring today's episode and this show, uh, talk to us a little bit about what FTX is doing in the NFT space and what's new um, since we last had you on. Yeah, definitely. So FTX is, you know, very, uh, very, you know, looking at NFTs very closely is the short answer. You know, I think at the very minimum, NFTs, you know, when the dust settles on this technology and this movement, it will be kind of heralded as one of the biggest tools for mass crypto adoption and, and user onboarding, right? So, you know, I think just on, on that alone, NFTs are very worthwhile, I think, to be looking at. But FTX has a full-fledged NFT marketplace on on their platform on FTX US for any user to use. So if even if you're not living in the US, you can create an FTX US account. There's no restrictions there. You can, you know, onboard some fiat, you know, it, via the exchange and trade NFTs right there seamlessly. So one of the coolest features we have about trading, you know, NFTs off chain is the fact that there's no gas on transactions, right? So for, you know, the people who have CryptoPunks and Bored Apes, and Azuki's and all these crazy collections, you know, they can definitely, you know, afford a hundred dollars of gas. It's just a rounding error for them. But for the new users, that's a bit more of an issue. So uh, really cool to see, you know, the gas-free transactions are a big selling point. And also just the selection we have 
we're doing major drops with mainstream brands and artists. We just did a giant Coachella drop a few weeks ago or about a month ago, which was a huge success. Uh, we auctioned some Infinity Keys, which did you know millions in volumes that are lifetime passes to the festival. Prior to that, we did you know a Steph Curry drop, which was huge in terms of activating like literally hundreds of thousands of his fans. Um, so you know, I guess really FTX is kind of at the crossroads between the crypto native community, which loves these PFP generative collections and other you know generative uh, collections, but also kind of the traditional more non-crypto native crowd that maybe is more used to using like a debit card or a credit card or a onboarding fiat via bank transfer or ACH as opposed to like using a non-custodial wallet and a seed phrase and operating, you know, 24-7 on-chain. So that's kind of where, where we sit today. Awesome. Well, Legend, on yesterday's show, I believe it was yesterday, man, this week already flying by, Brian and I talked <laughs> about the news. <clears throat> Um, that uh, Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, um, who, you know, we, we talked about before, he bought some creatures. Um, he minted his own project on the Ethereum blockchain. Um, he, he's been very loyal to, uh, you know, ETH NFTs. And now all of a sudden we see him switch over. He now has a Shaq.Soul as his name, which I know Brian's going to get into those domains here in a minute. But Tell me your thoughts on, you know, a big name like Shaquille O'Neal, you know, publicly showing support for Solana NFTs. Does that help the space? And do you think it's going to bring, you know, maybe new people over to the the soul side here? I think definitely. I think we're we're at a point in, in the cycle and in the story of NFTs where any attention is good attention, right? When you look at yeah. how few people there are that are actually like interacting with NFTs on a daily basis. I believe it's around a million globally for ETH plus Soul. So it's it's not a drop in, a drop in the bucket. It's a drop in the ocean. And, you know, I think someone with, with just a mega fan following like Shaq is a huge, huge lift for the network. And just in general, like people have kind of criticized some, some celebrities uh, that aren't like Shaq that kind of, you know, maybe post up, do a, you know, do a one-off collections, take a bunch of liquidity and then peace out. But, you know, honestly, in the case of Shaq, he's just going into it, wading into it slowly. He picked up a Jungle Cats. It was his first NFT. Picking up the domain name as well as an awesome, awesome uh, little gesture. And, you know, very excited, obviously, to just see how this plays out. And if he ends up dropping or doing any other kind of collab with, with, the, with the network. Awesome. You know, so like you said, Shaq, he, he's a big name. He's got a big following. We, we talk all the time about, you know, celebrities and big investors getting into the NFT space. You know, uh, Brian and I are very familiar with some of the bigger names, you know, in Ethereum. And, and of course, Solana, we don't know as well, which is part of the reason why we love having you on the show. Um, you know, we consider you an expert when it comes to Solana NFTs. So legend, are, are there other big athletes and celebrities that, you know, are on the Solana side and maybe behind the scenes, you know, that you can't share with us. Are there other, you know, big names that are going to happen soon that we'll uh, hear about? Yeah, definitely. I think Michael Jordan dropping on Solana is one of the biggest, uh, biggest names. I mean, Jordan Brand is, you know, for, for everyone that follows it, I mean, one of the largest, you know, not only athletic brands but you know lifestyle just culture right in general oh, so yeah. it's it's huge to see that there's definitely a, a ton of other athletes and and famous people i mean i think a lot of them honestly have been coming from ethereum as well so people like steve aoki uh you know diplo even gary v looking at certain projects uh you know different artists like um i'll call him f render because i want to keep <laughs> yeah 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 but, we try to keep it kind of PG. Yeah, we just call him Render. Yeah, yeah, we just yeah, call him Render. Just okay, so okay, got it, so. got it. So, <laughs> yeah, so F Render, I'll let people fill in the blanks. Um, other people, you know, like big collectives and collectors like uh, Kozomo de Medici and others have definitely aped in. We've got, you know, Artblock and CryptoPunk OGs like, um, like Von Mises and, you know, other Board Ape honoraries like Evan Tan like just tons of people who are in the know of NFTs and have been, 
you know, looking at NFTs for a number of years now, extremely su successful collectors with X copies and, you know, Fidenzas and, and, you know, whatever you want. So just to get the nod from people like that and people coming from the outside is huge. But I think the crypto natives coming in can be can be a big, uh, a big leading indicator of what's about to happen. Agreed. Awesome. Brian, over to you to talk about <clears throat> that dot soul news that we got from Shaq and maybe uh, how you uh, are getting involved here. Yeah. Um, one second. The uh, whenever I tried to open it up my Google Doc, it crashed uh, the whole thing. So I had to close it out. So hold on one second. I'm sorry. You're all good. You're all good. Yeah. So Shaq. Uh, his profile picture was, or name was Shaq.eth for a long time. Now it's Shaq.soul. Um, you know, so Legend, talk to us a little bit about uh, these .soul domain names. What are they all about? Yeah, so definitely. It's a, it's a thing called Bonfida Naming Service. It's kind of like the Solana equivalent of ENS domains. So Ethereum Naming, naming Service. And it's just a really fun way and cool way to, first of all, speculate on these, you know, domains. Like I know tons of people that are like neck deep into like the world of like, yo, I just sniped, you know, Coca-Cola.soul or whatever, like some like random thing. But, yeah. you know, there's there obviously like huge upside, just like the dot com boom, right? People were just gambling of like, I own kickboxing.com. I'm going to be a gazillionaire one day. And then like it never <laughs> materializes. But, you know, I think it's a cool, fun thing to like at the most basic level to own different domains that are native to the chain where you can flex, you can rep your username, you can rep your Web3 kind of identity in a whole different way. Um, you know, and it acts as your wallet address as well. Right. So it's a simple and elegant way instead of sending like a giant like you know, basically string of alphanumeric characters, you're able to just send like a, you know, an elegant thing where you say like legend.soul. Unfortunately, I don't own those ones. They were all sniped by people mm -hmm. that want to like make a 200X on the whatever they, uh, whatever they paid for it. So I don't know. I, I'm honestly just rocking without it right now. But I also have had some guy offer me Solana legend.eth. So I was like, wow, okay, that that's controversial, but thanks for the <laughs> offer. <clears throat> a little spicy there. <clears throat> yeah, uh, sorry about that. Yeah, but I don't know what happened in Google Docs. It, it had me logged into my personal account and automatically just crashed whenever I tried to open it. So anyway, um, I personally bought a uh, .soul uh, yesterday, and it was super easy it, compared uh, to buying a uh, .eth domain on ENS. It was pretty straightforward. I mean, it was a little bit more complicated because I had to set up the Phantom Wallet, and then I had to use uh, FIDA to buy it, and it wouldn't let me use my soul. So I had to go to like Radon. Uh, Radeon, I think, is a swap that uh you use on solana and i had to buy some wrap solana so there's a few steps but in all instead of like maybe on ethereum it costing me probably around anywhere from 60 to 120 dollars with every step i had to take i think it cost uh 45 cents in all so i'm i'm a lot more bullish on solana uh being quick and easy and not huge gas prices we'll see if solana ever gets to like you know, $2,500 for one soul. But <clears throat> right now it's, it's pretty simple and straightforward and it was super quick. So I really liked it a lot easier of an experience than doing a dot ETH domain, just because I didn't spend nearly as much money. Um, what do you, I mean, what do you think about that? Do you think that's going to bring a lot more people to doing this? Not necessarily just for dot soul domains, but Solana in general. Yeah, I think definitely it's it's an area where people will continue to to bet and they'll continue to use it, right? I mean, like it, it just it's just natural. Like if you if you're long on Solana, if you think this is a this is a blockchain and an L1 that can do it all on this thing on the first shard, you know, and and it you know a lot of these kind of predictions end up becoming true. Then any exposure is good exposure, right? Holding the coin, holding blue chip NFTs is a good idea. Um, not investment advice, obviously, but you know, these domains as well could be could be very valuable down the road. Like when ENS first came out, I'm sure they were trading for very, you know, modest values. And then look at the airdrop that went out, right? It was like thousands of dollars per. Oh, yeah. Domain. So like people that. That, exactly. So people that own like, you know, 100 domains were were having a party. So but yeah, to your um, point, yeah just four domains. I, I was happy with that. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, honestly, <clears throat> 
the 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 real the real move is just like a little bit of everything in my opinion like like you know scoop a domain for your for your handle um you know just rep it uh you know go into nfts kind of slowly and and don't just like ape into the first project you see on twitter that gets mm -hmm. like tweeted by an influencer and ultimately like your point was great i mean around like the the startup costs are so low on soul like you can genuinely download a phantom wallet or make an ftx us account transfer a hundred dollars into it and you're ready to go that's enough gas for you know basically the rest of your life <laughs> and yeah. mm -hmm. you know it's it's crazy like that level of startup cost has allowed you know DeFi to be very profitable like you can unstake you can move nfts around you can do all kinds of transactions which are incurring like a you know 20 to 80 dollar cost on ethereum and you don't even have to think about it twice on soul which mm -hmm. i think for newcomers is pretty powerful and it's it's something that will cause soul to continue to capture you know a large portion of new users yeah no agreed and i did forget to mention that i i bought soul on ftx.us and it was super easy it actually integrates right with phantom wallet super quickly I mean, they are a sponsor, but I do want to say how quick and easy that was to um, do that. And it was super painless. <clears throat> the only thing that was kind of annoying was actually using the sole domain name service, not buying Solana or not using either of those uh, functions as a whole. That being said, uh, Solana kind of gets a little bit of hate compared to Ethereum. And a couple months ago when um, I was doing Moon or Bust, we had... Uh, Brandon, one of the CEOs of Phantom Wallet on, <clears throat> and he talked about whenever um, it was the day after Solana actually went down and the blockchain was down. There was a lot of problems because they were trying to do a new fork. And so that kind of brings a little bit of a um, little bit of uh, not shade, but it, a little negativity towards Solana. This was a couple months ago and now they've rectified it. But it kind of uh, makes it to where uh, it brings up the idea that Solana is not necessarily fully decentralized. It is somewhat a little bit centralized and the more nodes that we have or the more it's going to become even more decentralized. But what do you think about that aspect of Solana versus Ethereum? And I know we talked about Binance Smart Chain, which they kind of have that same deal, but I don't think they're on the same page whatsoever. I think Solana is much better. But what do you think about that whole aspect of the difference between the two chains? Yeah, definitely. So it's it's a really good question. I mean, it, it all depends on what you want to solve for, right? So like for the average user, I'd argue that, you know, decentralization is something philosophically that if they're, you know, a crypto aficionado and they're like into this and, and they're into the weeds of Web3 culture and everything else, you know, that's maybe top of mind for them. But for most people, centralization is all they know, right? They go to a store, they pull out their Visa or MasterCard, they, they, you know, scan the chip, that probably all those cards probably go to the same server, it's probably like a centralized third party transaction company that handles all the transaction flow for all these card companies, right? So, you know, it doesn't get more centralized in the US dollar. So, you know, like it's it's all about like what people are wanting to solve for. And I think for a lot of people, you know, decentralization is not kind of as high on the totem pole as people think it is. Like, you know, there's a lot of advantages to, to some degree of centralization. I mean, at the most basic level, you, even in, in an institution, right? Like look at the most successful NFT projects like Bored Apes, Yuga Labs is pretty centralized, right? Like yeah. They're definitely very close to their community and and they run it that way. But, you know, ultimately, it's two guys that created the project and they have the final word on, you know, the equity of of the of the brand and everything else. So I think without, you know, some degree of centralization, it becomes kind of, you know, an area where people are kind of deciding, you know, what they should you know, have for dinner tomorrow night and it's getting voted on in the Dow and like, it's just too, too much. Right. So <laughs> I think yeah. ultimately it's all about trade-offs. Like if you want to go for centralization, you have options like Bitcoin, you have options like Ethereum, they definitely get the job done. Uh, but if, you know, you're perhaps a little bit less concerned about cent uh, centralization or decentralization, Solana is getting there. I would say definitely you got to give it time because we just passed 1500 validators and it is becoming a lot more decentralized over time. I, I want to kind of see like what the Nakamoto efficient uh, coefficient was on Ethereum like in 2017. 
but these networks take time to get decentralized, right? Yeah. Especially for Solana, which scales with hardware. Um, so people need to build, start building those, those nodes and those validators and, and kind of help the network that way. It's going to take some time and there's a road to get there, but, you know, pretty confident with like the current product market fit for Sol and hearing, you know, all the new people come into the space and especially the developers building on it. If you follow the builders, that's perhaps the most important leading indicator of all. So yeah, that, that's kind of my take on it. Yeah. And a, a lot of people don't realize that, um, a little bit of centralization is actually a pretty good thing. And it, you've already pretty much hit on it, but you don't really want, a, there's a pyramid and you can either have it fast, cheap, or decentralized. <clears throat> and it, having all three, it, it, it's just, it's not possible because you can't really have it to be able to be autonomously vote and decide something, but also it'd be fast, but also it'd be cheap. So you have to kind of give and take on what you want and the successful blockchains and successful projects that create their own chains. What they'll do is they'll try to find the best aspects of each area that they can and uh, prioritize and improve each one of those. But you can't have it all because there's no such thing as the perfect anything. You know, you, the, in in theory, a utopia is what everyone wants it wants something to be in a community to be, but it's just it's not possible. So I think Solana is kind of going there and getting to that point, and um, they will eventually, you know, it will become this great great utopia as soon as it get. I mean, not as soon, but as it goes on and gets more decentralized, but also gets more faster and everything that you pretty much just said. So I just wanted to see what your views on it. And I, I agree a hundred percent on everything you just said. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. The other thing is just like, kind of like if you want to solve for centralized or decentralization, I think Bitcoin is, is a clear winner, right? So it's like from a new networks perspective, if you're looking at kind of like how you position it, I think Solana labs has been very smart in kind of, you know, moving towards this kind of, hey, we're, we're actually like a high throughput, you know, minimal fees uh, network where you can run an order book, you can, you know, do transactions for a fraction of a penny, you can do DeFi. And if you have $1 in profits or interest uh, that you've earned, you can cash that out without even thinking about it twice. You know, I heard the other day that there's arbitrage bots that are running on Solana, and they're loading them with like $2 and they're just running. And they can make, you know, ARB trades that are profitable at like the 20 cent level, which is insane, right? Because if you think about the break even for, for something like that on Ethereum, you'd have to be making probably thousands of dollars in each trade for it to even make sense. Mm -hmm. So uh, another thing that <clears throat> I know you, you do a lot of is uh, Twitter spaces and we do as well um, at Benzinga and different aspects, not just the roadmap or NFTs, but crypto and everything in general. How, but how important do you think um, Twitter spaces are for the NFT, NFT community as a whole? Man, that's a great question. And honestly, I can't recommend it enough. Like if, if you want to capture and retain an audience on Twitter, Twitter spaces is literally your, you should be your go-to. Like it's a number one way to like get your foot in the door in terms of like building a community organically. It's all about like just hopping on spaces. They don't even have to be your own. You can go on other people's spaces and without just shilling your project, uh, you know, ruthlessly, which I don't recommend to anyone. You can, <laughs> yeah. you can add to a conversation. People can hear there's a real person behind the PFP. They can, you know, meet the founder, you know, indirectly like via that twitter spaces they can ask some questions interact with them like try to understand their motivations and their objectives and that's just kind of a basic fundamental level of, of human connection right and and something that that there's no replacement for and i think the people that are able to just run the twitter spaces successfully like oh shiny on eth you know a bunch of others on solana like myself ice knife have been kind of trying to trying to put them out there as well it's something that that's incredibly powerful and I recommend to everyone. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I, I know Twitter spaces is an area that we're focused on for, for growth along with, you know, doing the YouTube show. We love doing video. We love doing podcasts with audio, but I mean, Twitter spaces, it just, it's so cool how people can hop in, hop out. You can bring guests up. You can bring, you know, users up to ask questions. It's just so 
user-friendly and a great community effort. So we definitely, uh, you know, love it here. Um, Legend, you know, not a not a fun topic to to talk about by any means. Brian and I shared a little bit yesterday on the um, the conflict happening right now in Ukraine due to the invasion by Russia. And with the bad, we've also gotten some some positive and some good. And that is the fact that cryptocurrency and NFT communities have kind of rallied support um, for Ukraine. So I know that we had, you know, a launch of some ETH projects um, called Relief uh, that came out a couple days ago. But I also saw that Solana, um, you know, there's some in that community doing, uh, you know, support for Ukraine. So can you talk a little bit about what you've witnessed, what you know in terms of, you know, FTX, the crypto community, the NFT community supporting Ukraine during this uh, horrific time? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, obviously, uh, I'm not like, super qualified to talk on like the details of anything that's happening, like in, in the real world, I, you know, I've never been involved in a situation like that. And it's really unfortunate to see. Uh, so I'll just kind of pre preface it by saying that. But, you know, I think on Solana, people have been very, very good about getting mobilized quickly. Uh, Solana Labs themselves put out a address ukraine.sol, which is routing uh, funds donated straight to um i believe there's an executive of a tech company who is acting as kind of tech intermediary for the ukrainian government so they're helping them raise funds and and organize them and and cash them out ultimately but you know others like uh ftx us president brett harrison added the functionality for you know dot soul domains and everything so anybody on you know on ftx can donate you know SBF, Sam Bankman-Fried, FTX founder himself, donated $25 to every Ukrainian user on the platform. Uh, so I think it just kind of opens a conversation around, you know, what is the role of crypto and NFTs in charitable giving and these kind of events? I mean, I think NFTs as a means of crowds, crowds, crowdfunding and raising funds in general is extremely underrated. It's almost like an early stage investment into these projects that we're making. Uh, not financial advice, obviously, but I think just more generally, crypto is kind of has always been touted as as this thing where you can, you know, own and you can have, you know, custody of your own finances without depending on any foreign government or any, you know, financial actor in the system. And that's always been touted as kind of something that crypto is able to do. But I think we're seeing it real time. We're seeing it unfold before our eyes right now in terms of like, if you look at the flows of you know, ruble, like the Russian ruble into BTC, yeah. the volumes are up massively, right? So what does that mean? I mean, for, for the people listening, that means people in Russia have seen the value and the purchasing power of their currency collapse, and they're going ahead and they're changing rubles into BTC because they have more faith in Bitcoin as a store of value for their wealth than their own currency, right? So that's probably nothing, right? I mean, that's that's pretty telling. And that's a trend that I think is only set to continue. I mean, to the extent that fiat currencies are debased and people debank themselves because of sanctions or conflict or crisis, you know, crypto is something that people can always turn to and they can own their finances and in their pocket, right? Which is pretty powerful. They can travel anywhere in the world. They don't have to have physical cash on them or, you know, God forbid, gold coins or gold bars like people used to do in the olden days. Like it's none of that. You can literally have this, you know, on your phone, which I think is incredibly powerful. And over time, the adoption of this is going to be massive. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, again, not a not a fun topic to talk about the war by any means. But again, it's nice to see the the positivity from, you know, these communities of, of crypto and NFTs. And then also, as you said, you know, the the realization by you know, these residents that, you know, Bitcoin can be a store of value. And, you know, that's as a, a, a crypto or as a, you know, a country's currency is collapsing. So, uh, you know, a, a great topic. And we could probably go on and on about that forever. But um, we'll, we'll try to leave it at that for today. Um, Legend, last time we had you on, one of the projects that the chat, um, you know, mentioned several times, and you mentioned as one of your, um, you know, five Solana projects to to watch was Photo Finish, which is a horse racing game 
Um, can you share a little bit? I know they had an update. They started breeding. Um, share a little bit on, uh, you know, what's going on in the world of photo finish now since we last talked. Yeah, I'm, definitely. I'm interested in this one. It's it's <laughs> super cool. I mean, it's a game that I've been following since mint. I minted uh, one of the initial collections. So the way it works is basically, you know, just at a high level, it's kind of like the Zed run of Solana. So people that are familiar with Zed run, it's a polygon, which is an ETH L2 uh, chain and it's a horse racing simulator right so what does that mean that means literally you own these virtual horses digital horses and you race them against other people right so run around an oval shaped track literally just you know race other people compete in jurisdictions where it's legal there's gambling there's wagers on those races and the places where there's not obviously there isn't but basically very cool thing but photo finish takes that to the next level, right? And more than just being a horse racing game, it's a whole like blown horse racing simulator. So that means they incorporate things like breeding, renting, uh, you know, even if you have like a, a good racehorse, like a stud, you can rent that out to other people and gain revenue that way in terms of like, you know, fees for like breeding with, with a good racehorse. So it goes crazy. And the way the collection started was with two, kind of uh, initial collections, which are stylish studs and fine fillies. So those were minted and air dropped out. And basically, if you own a fine filly, it can breed once. So you breed a fine filly with a stylish stud, and that will produce a Gen Zero racehorse. And that's what just started is that breeding process. And people are going crazy, like trying to find the best match for their fine filly or their stylish stud. And they're really trying to like optimize the gen zero generation because that's the start of the bloodline and all subsequent you know generations will come from the gen zero in other words the gen zeros will breed with other gen zeros to produce gen one and so on and so forth so i think it's really cool like just the concept the fact that the team is stacked i mean they were the guys behind you know madden at ea sports like they've got all the right experience to literally like do this they're not like one of these teams that promises a game and like has never even built a a web game before these guys have built an app with like 15 million downloads they've licensed their simulator to like major news outlets for the coverage of the kentucky derby like they're not playing games and for me that that's huge and it's something i'm looking to do i have like 70 studs i have about 35 fillies and i'm trying to still develop my optimal like breeding strategy i've got like a spreadsheet i'm getting super nerdy with it but I think there's there's a big price to be had. Like if you look at Zed Run, yeah. I mean, I know I know guys that were literally like playing this for a living, right? They were at home, yep. like they got their stable, they've got like their whole like thing. They're competing and and they're they're doing play to earn in the most real sense. Yep, love it. Yeah, I, I I'm still exploring the world of photo finish and and looking to set up uh, my stable, and I know Brian is too. So we definitely uh, were excited about that update. Uh, Brian, I'll turn it back over to you here. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, one thing that we uh, we've kind of mentioned about last time you were on, I believe, is the Super Bowl commercials. Um, just kind of wanted to see what your take on the maybe the lack thereof, or maybe the uh, the number of you know how many of them there were. I kind of forgot the word I was trying to use there, but like we we saw. Um, uh, eToro, one of their commercials have a board ape um, in one of uh, in the face. I, I've kind of lost what I was trying to say. We saw one of the board apes in one of the commercials. It was like a hidden little gem. What do you what do you think of all the crypto commercials that we saw during the Super Bowl? I'm sorry, I kind of lost that question. No, you're you're all good. I mean, honestly, it's it's indicative of just like crypto going mainstream, right? And for me, mm -hmm. it's like incredibly exciting because like when you look at the origins of, of this industry and this space, it's like started out so small, like think of like early BTC days, right? It was like, you know, the entire world calling it a scam. Uh, everyone who didn't call it a scam thought it was just way too volatile for any kind of investor. Uh, yeah. People were trading Bitcoin peer to peer. There was exchange hacks of like Mt. Gox getting wiped mm -hmm. out, like all these yeah. different, like crazy, like just, you know, forks in the road and just crazy stuff that we've seen. And and same with Ethereum, right? I mean, Ethereum, the Ethereum DAO fork, like to ETC, uh, like ETCG, like Ethereum mm -hmm. Classic, 
like all these crazy like you know movements about and ultimately like we've landed on a situation where you know crypto is really hitting the mainstream and like i think it speaks to like the work of all the people that have been working tirelessly on this like ftx like just pushing the regulatory uh like ball along all the time like spending tons and tons of their own money to like just break a path and and beat a path for the whole industry and then just like the innovation and like entrepreneurs in general like people from web 2 you know seeing seeing this sign of the times and just saying look web 2 is you know in decline and web 3 is is the new movement so yeah. i think it starts with a lot of talent and a lot of smart builders that are you know building on blockchain and 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 on solana that's people like like uh, Justin Khan, the founder of Twitch, that's people like the co-founder of Reddit, you know, mm -hmm. uh, or founder of Reddit, rather, Alexis Ohanian, and like just really smart people, huge VCs that are super respected in Silicon Valley and just globally. And when you see people like that building on Solana, building on other chains, and, you know, kind of them raising massive funds and sinking all the money into into the blockchain, that's when you start to think like, man, is there something like, that I've something here. Yeah, there must be something here, right? Because these are the most sophisticated and qualified investors in the world and, and some of the best builders. And they're choosing to spend all their time and, and resources on it. So I think it's just a, it's just a, you know, just the beginning. I don't want to be like too overly bullish, but like <laughs> I really do believe that 2022 will be crypto's breakout year, like officially. Uh 2021 <laughs> for people that have been kind of like pretty dialed in, pretty plugged in. 2021 was already massive, like especially for Solana. Yeah. The summer changed my life. But for people that are maybe a little bit less early adopters, I think crypto bursts on the scene in the most epic way possible. And it's in part catalyzed by real world events, right? Like high inflation in the United States, like just the whole backdrop and the whole macroeconomic picture is like the perfect storm for crypto mass adoption. And I think that's what we're going to see. Yeah. Oh, I 100% agree. <clears throat> and I want to add that I don't think that anyone is too late yet. I think that, I mean, we've all seen these people that uh, have been talking about it. And, you know, I I don't know anyone personally, like who I've hung out with my whole entire life that's become a millionaire from it or a billionaire or anything like that. But I do know people I've talked to online and seen how it's changed people's lives. I don't think that it's too early for certain things to or certain projects to change people's lives in the future. Like Solana, I'm very, very um, bullish on because I think it's going to be the next Ethereum. I think there's a lot more room for it, things to grow. And I think <clears throat> like what you just said, um, how, the, you know, Solana is kind of the next movement in a way and i think that we're gonna see a lot more headway and a lot more huge investors come into different projects like solana and um like avalanche and things like that so i'm very very excited about it personally i think uh chris did you want to oh uh, we're one more question it looks like yeah, yeah. okay before we um, get to that yeah, so um, do you want to talk us talk to us about any upcoming projects you have going on? Sorry. Yeah, definitely. So I guess um, one that I'm pretty excited about um, that hasn't launched yet is uh, well, I mean, first of all, let me take a step back. One that one that needs needs to be shouted out definitely is Soul Gods. I mean, that's my PFP right now. Yeah. I'm repping them very hard. I, I you know full full disclosure, I own a lot of them, but I do believe like Soul Gods. It's like for the new entrant into the Solana NFT space who wants a PFP, a fine art PFP, you know, has like basically a super strong community, you know, great art, like metaverse integrations on the way, like everything about it is just like strong and they're advancing on all fronts. Like they've got, you know, just literally they're, they're going like after web three from every single angle, like they're going all of them in parallel. So these guys, like I met the team in Miami. That's that's when I like I didn't own any. And I met the team at Art Basel in Miami. And I was like, man, these guys are like so all in and like 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 their description, right? A, a brand born in blockchain. And what made me so bullish about these guys is that like their floor went down to like 0.4, which for, for a lot of projects and a lot of founders, that's like a death blow. Like they pretty much just give up and say, guys, we weren't lucky. It didn't work out. 
but these guys went down to 0.4 soul and they started working even harder and they've gone up to as high as eight or nine in the last few days. So the, it's like a comeback story. That's insane. The team is all in. They're from the UK. Like the community is nuts. And like, I think for, for like entry level NFTs that are, you know, less than a thousand dollars right now, 8.6 soul on the floor. Like soul gods is honestly my number one pick. Like I would recommend it. But uh, yeah, aside from that, there's another project that's coming up called Meta Hunters. Um, and someone just put me on this the other day, my friend Soft Money, he wrote a thread about it, but it was crazy. Like this concept, I think is gonna, is gonna be nuts. And basically what happens when you have a Meta Hunter, apparently is that you do like a death match of one NFT versus another. So like, imagine we both had soul gods, we can actually like bet them and it's a coin flip and like, uh whoever wins keeps both nfts i was like whoa dude oh like, man yeah that's, this is gonna oh, be that's total degen and i was like man like this i i know like the the web3 kind of degen you know psyche pretty well and i'm like man this is gonna be a smash hit like there's no way this isn't gonna go viral like people are gonna be having twitter beefs or whatever and they're gonna be like yep. all right post up then. Oh man, we could do live on the show, Brian. We we mm -hmm. could do some battles. I'll take oh, all man. your exactly. your <laughs> meta hunters for for everyone out there listening and and watching. Meta hunters again, not financial advice, but you heard it here from the legend. Um, a project to watch for sure. Um, legend, I know we're running out of time here. Uh, you teased us before we started the show that maybe uh, you came bearing gifts and you have some uh whitelist to give away uh what can you share about the project before we uh start to give away the whitelist and why should people be so excited yeah definitely so it's one that's minting uh minting soon here it's it's air jordan uh it's it's gonna be man it's gonna be a, a crazy one um it it's basically think of it as a platform for athletes and sports entities right people that want to get involved into the digital asset space but you know are not really sure how so in the same way that jordan has built an enterprise out of their out of the brand it's much more than just an athlete and obviously in my opinion greatest basketball player of all time i may catch some heat for it but i think it's <laughs> michael jordan 100 percent and hey, uh I'm right there with you yeah, yeah exactly. I agree. I agree, but my, I mean that's the that's what I grew up with too. Hey, so yeah, I'm probably we're, we're, a little biased, but I was born in 1990. <laughs> I'm not afraid to say that. So I'm, I'm, you know, Jordan's my boy. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, exactly. And like more than just an athlete, he's built an enterprise. And if you look what he did with Jordan Brand and and just you know beating a path there and creating a, a giant mm -hmm. enterprise in Nike and and something that has a life of its own. I think it's something they're looking to replicate with this one. They're kind of trying to be kind of the meeting point for Gen Z millennial fans to, you know, you know, kind of interface with, you know, aspiring athletes and, and young and up and coming athletes. So it's really more of a platform approach. And I know it's pretty vague, but their initial drop are going to be these like digital bulls with like rings on their horns, like representing like six rings of championships that Jordan won. So it's going to be crazy. I think the hype's going to be insane. Anything Michael Jordan obviously is going to sell like crazy. I know that because the shoes are like on their, you know, 20th iteration and people are lining up, you know, around the block to buy the, you know, latest uh, version. So I think uh, it's going to be nuts. It's partnered with, I think, um, Metaplex as well. They're obviously like investors in the, in the app and the website, but I think they're running a lot of the tech. So it's going to be, it's going to go you know, super smooth. Those guys wrote the NFT standard on Solana, so they know it better than anyone else. But yeah, um, interested in kind of, you know, giving uh, giving some whitelist away if, if, if there's a reasonable way to do that. I think by Twitter or collecting, yeah, it's going to have to be through Twitter, I believe. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we can, we can, uh, you know, definitely do a, a giveaway on Twitter. Um, legend, do you want to give away any live on the show today? We could have people um, email, uh to the the email address we have for the show yeah sure so if if people can email in i can i can find a way to get you guys get you guys in and and let's um let's definitely like make it happen like let's do it special here like whoever's live send it in and yeah just have like a cutoff maybe like end of business or whatever yeah um, we can do it that way 
Yeah, so let, let's do some live on the show now. So shout out to everyone watching us live, and then maybe uh, we'll sync up and do another giveaway on Twitter. So let's give away <clears throat> um, right now live on the show. What do you think? Like like 20, Legend? Do it. Sure, sure yeah. Okay. All right, so we have 20 whitelists for that Air Jordan drop. And what I want everyone to do right now is you need to email us. So the email address is shows at benzinga.com and in that subject line in order to win the first 20 people that email in subject line legend go all right so that is the live giveaway today 20 whitelist for the air jordan uh upcoming nft and then like i said we'll sync up and we'll do another giveaway on Twitter. So if you missed out today or if you're watching this on replay or listening on the podcast, don't worry, you didn't miss out. We got something, uh, you know, coming for everyone else. So we will follow up legend with you later on who the 20 winners were today and how we can uh, get that Twitter giveaway going. Uh, We're almost out of time here. So legend, uh, you know, I want to thank you again for, for joining us on the show. It's always such a pleasure to have you on, I got to go ahead and uh, pull up your Twitter here so I can drop that in the chat one more time. Again, 90,000 followers. If you're Shoot. not following Legend, go ahead, drop him a follow, and we look forward to talking to you soon. Yeah, thanks for, thanks so much, guys. Road to 100,000. I'm almost there. I never Let's used the app before August, and it's crazy. Like Just uh, being able to tweet to such a large community, and I hope that you know, there's been some good information for people listening in. And yeah, definitely Hell super yeah. excited. And hopefully I can come on the show again sometime. Of course. <clears throat> oh, you're always welcome back, Legend. We look forward to talking to you soon. Uh, have a great rest of your day and we'll see you soon. Yeah, man. Thanks, guys. All right. Well, Brian, we're almost out of time here. Uh, we're we're going to try to cover some news items real quick. And then, of course, um, tomorrow... Um, we'll be back. It looks like people in the chat still going. Yeah, if, if you didn't send it, shows, S-H-O-W-S, at Benzinga.com. Uh, I don't have the email up, so I don't know how many people have gotten through. But the first 20 people, subject line, legend. Um, Brian, just a couple news items to hit here uh, quick. Um, you know, we we talked with legend. We talked yesterday about, of course, the... Uh, the invasion of Ukraine by Russia and the donations have been pouring in to the country of Ukraine, people with Bitcoin, people with Ethereum and other cryptocurrencies. And Brian, I don't know if you saw this. Someone sent a crypto punk to the Ukraine wallet. Just the government of Ukraine, huh? Yeah. So crypto punk number 5364. Um, if we can pull it up here on the screen, it has a bandana, uh, it has cigarette. Um, those are two of the traits. It also has uh, classic shades, 5% of punks, and it is a male. Um, you know, so interesting here. I mean, at the floor right now, $204,000, Brian. So, uh, someone, uh, you know, uh, showing some love and you know they bought it back in february of 2021 for 16.19 east and they do own a couple other punks so i mean they definitely have probably made some money along the way um but what do you think of this brian i mean uh sending a crypto punk uh that's pretty cool donation here to to the country of ukraine yeah that's wild I mean, I don't. I, I, I'm not sure what they're gonna do with it right now. They'll have to sell it, right? I mean, they'll yeah. have to sell it and I turn feel it like into they have ETH, maybe so. a few more things on their mind than trying to sell this CryptoPunk. Just, just a hunch. Yeah. But yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's with that. It's a thought that counts. I think that uh, honestly, this is a weird. This is kind of a weird thing because what are they gonna do with their CryptoPunk right now? And I mean, it's it's a store of value, but they have no use for it. So I, I, I think they've thought, got to sell it. I think yeah, that's it's a thought the, that counts. There, the immediate but, move. Yeah, but also that amount of money isn't really going to do much for the government. You know, I know that every donation counts. I think we're over 40, but, 40 million now total. Um, oh, the last geez, I saw. okay. Well, so, that will that so will total. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and, and Brian, let me share this next news item with you. Let me tell you why donations have uh, risen so much mm-hmm. today. 
So again, the country of Ukraine, they set up some wallets where you can send crypto. And uh, Brian, uh, we talked a little bit earlier on the show about how uh, people who owned a ENS domain name got an airdrop. Guess what? There is an airdrop coming for all people who donated to Ukraine. So this has been confirmed now by their official Twitter account. It was a rumor, but if you donate, you will get a future airdrop. And uh, I'm working on an article now. The snapshot is going to be taken today. Oh, no, tomorrow, March 3rd at 6 p.m. Kiev time, which I believe is seven hours ahead of us. So that would be 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time um, on March 4th, if I did my math right. So essentially, if you donate today or tomorrow, you will be in line for this airdrop. And they haven't said what the airdrop is, right? So we don't know. You know, it could be a completely different token. It could be a a POAP. It could be an NFT, right? And again, it's kind of like buying these relief, you know, NFTs and these others, you shouldn't be donating just for the return, right? You should be doing it because you want to support. But now you're getting something. So I feel like there's a huge incentive. So if you haven't already donated a POAP, that that's what that I would, would be my think. guess is and it's gonna that's be that's what I think would make or like a sense. flag. Yeah, and it's something that you can kind of hold and be proud of, you yep. know, that you you were a part of this whole movement. Yep. Yeah, I don't see this being like ENS, right? With the token no, you're not and you know making a couple for grand five dollars right? in Ethereum. Yeah, and I yeah. don't think you're gonna get more the more you donate. I think it's gonna be each no. wallet that donates. So I mean you're it's gonna have most people, likely be an NFT, but it's something that you can it's never gonna go away. So it is yeah. very, very uh it, it you know sentimental, but also you you're show your support forever kind of thing. Like yeah. you you will always be a part of that. So, I mean, again, you know, it's just one of those cool things to to share with our viewers and listeners to make sure everyone knows. So if anyone hasn't donated, you know, maybe you were waiting to donate until, you know, Friday when you get paid or until the weekend when you're not working, there is incentive now to donate over the next two days. Mm -hmm. So we always like to share that information with our viewers. Um, Brian, the last news item I'll touch on here, um, and we'll get to the rest tomorrow, is, of course, I promised everyone we would share any updates we got on Wonder Pals, uh, the (laughs) NFT, which, of course, I own one of. Uh Uh, Their reveal is happening today at 5 p.m. p.m. Eastern time. So tomorrow's episode, I'll be able to share what mine looked like and did I hold or did I sell dot, dot, dot. Uh So to be continued there, but 5 p.m. Eastern standard time, uh, wonder pals reveal, uh, Brian, I think that's going to do it for time, but I mean, so much to unpack. This is another one of those episodes where even though I was part of it, even though I was listening, I got to go back and watch and listen again. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Like Legends just dropped all that. I got overwhelmed myself. He dropped all that knowledge. I mean, talking uh-huh. about photo finish, he shared he shared another project with us, Meta Hunters, where you're going to be able yeah. to battle NFTs uh, to, the, cool. to the death, right? Where winner mm-hmm. takes all. That's insane. Love seeing that. Um, so shout out again to Legend for joining us. And uh, all of you in the chat, and watching this after the fact, let us know. Show Legend the love. Tell us if you Get liked having him list. on here. Uh, so we know we should bring him back. Uh, spoiler alert, we're going to have him back probably anyway. Yeah, but, <laughs> but we love hearing from you guys, our loyal fans, that you enjoyed this episode. Uh, and go ahead and smash that like. <laughs> Subscribe to Benzinga's YouTube channel if you haven't. You can follow me and Brian on Twitter. Our handles are there on screen. Make sure you follow Benzinga as well and make sure you follow Solana Legend as well to get him to 100,000. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll hit 100,000 someday. So, yeah. Brian, anything else to share uh, before we wrap today? Uh, tomorrow's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow we'll be bringing the heat. We'll have all the news, the headlines. We'll talk about my wonder pal. You Uh, thought today was fun. Tomorrow's (laughs) going to be fun. We'll recap the week. We'll preview next week. We'll we'll try to do it all in an hour, but uh, uh, until next time and don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. You got pre-market prep at the close coming up in a little bit. 
with Spencer and Joel breaking down all the headlines of stocks and cryptos. I know it's a show I always have going on while I'm wrapping up the day writing. And like I said, I will be releasing an article talking about that airdrop from Ukraine um, later today. So stay tuned to my Twitter and Mm -hmm. to the Benzinga site. So till next time, everyone, uh, take care and we will catch you tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And tell everybody, tell Spencer you love him in the next yeah. in the next video. Say Brian says told me to tell you I love you. There you, you. go. Tell Spencer you love him and ask when when whitelist and when uh, whitelist. See, see what he's, happens. He's going through them. All right. Take care, everyone.